Hey, friends, welcome back to the Texas Values Report. Special segment today, it's the March for Life in Washington, D.C. There'll be a lot of activities uh, reflecting on, if you will, the date that Roe versus Wade was decided. We know now it's been overturned, but the significance of this pro-life day has not changed all that much. Great opportunity. It's sort of on your schedule every year towards the end of January. But the March for Life is one of the biggest events in D.C. as far as a march every year. Uh, and it's been going on for decades. And so um, we're going to have some different guests that we're going to talk about today. We're going to have some, we're going to have the live feed, maybe a cameo for my son who's at the March for Life. I'm excited about that. But we've got a great special guest too that we want to have on and let her talk a little bit. Her first time on the Texas Values Report. Somebody that you're probably familiar with. We are, we see her on social media a lot. We see her covering a lot of the issues that we work on. So we're glad to have her uh, as part of the program today. Mary Margaret Olihan is a senior reporter for the Daily Signal. She's also got history and experience with the Daily Caller, the Daily Wire. There's probably some other dailies out there I'm not remembering. Uh, but she also is a proud graduate of Catholic University of America. And she's going to be at the March for Life doing her own coverage and probably on some own her own shows and uh, segments as well. Mary Margaret, welcome to the Texas Values Report. Thanks so much for having me. Well, I don't think you and I've met in person before, but we've sort of seen each other out there in this world that we live in, this uh, space on a lot of our issues. So uh, really admire a lot of what you do. I'm glad to see you continuing to have such great coverage on these different issues and doing it in a timely and an interesting way. Today's a big day. Right. Um, I'm not going to be there. I've got my coat on just in case I need to step out. It is cold in Texas. Um, I was mentioning my son's going to be there. I was like, make sure you layer up. Uh, he's there with his high school student group. But, you know, look, the, I was telling him he's been before. And, and I was at an event yesterday talking to the Knights of Columbus, by the way. And I said, look, this is one of the biggest events in the country every year. So talk to us a little bit about what you expect to see today at the March for Life. Well, you're totally right. It is one of the biggest demonstrations you'll see. And what makes this one different from all the other ones, and I, and I do cover all the other ones, you know, I cover the uh, pro Hamas protests, the women's march, uh, we'll go to rallies for trans protests or things like that. This one is unique because there are so many young people, so many college students, so many families. It's very peaceful. Um, there's very rarely even protesters against the march there. It's just families standing up for the unborn. And you'll notice it's very joyful. It's very cheerful. You'll hear people singing and you'll hear people praying. Uh, and we like to go from the Daily Signal and ask people, where are you coming from? How far away did you travel uh, to get here? Uh, why are you pro-life? What do you think of the different pro-life policies that are being enacted around the country, different candidates, things like that, to kind of get a pulse on what the hardcore pro-life movement thinks about what's going on in the pro-life world right now. And it, it's a fascinating uh, place to interview people. And it's just a lot of fun. And this year, especially in D.C., it is snowing hard. That's so what uh, I was wondering. I told my son, I said, I think there's snow in the forecast. So you're seeing it. That's awesome. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of snow. Uh, actually, I'm looking at the window. It is still coming down. And um, so I'm wearing my bean boots. And I think a lot of other people are as well. It's going to be very cold. So we got our hand warmers. Uh, ideally, I think if you're a veteran at the March for Life, you put them, the hand warmers in your gloves and in your boots. Um, because it is it gets pretty nippy out there. Um, 
but we oh. we're hearing that there's a lot of big buses that are still arriving despite the snow and um organizers are saying this hasn't really happened since 2016 when there was a big blizzard but they're still going ahead as scheduled well look no, there's no doubt the march is going to be on one way or another you know and and i was telling my son too because we're not used to getting snow in texas even though we have from time to time to be prepared for anything and certainly uh, something like that the weather changes and gets a little bit colder and you got to move around but um you know and look uh sometimes when there's snow it can be a little bit more fun right and and the march for life is fun don't get me wrong but it's a serious subject though and so sometimes you know it can be a little bit somber when you're thinking about the issues going on you're thinking about the lives that have been lost 60 million lives that have been lost to abortion over all that time where roe versus wade was if you will the law of the land we know that's changed even though we know some states are still taking that on their own to continue abortion but you know so that's what i'm hoping for with the snow and everything you'll still see more smiling happy faces and look there are some things to be encouraged about in the pro-life movement. Texas is one of many states where babies are protected through all stages. We know the heartbeat law started some of that in our own state. Um, an estimated 50,000 lives were being lost to abortion every year in Texas. Now that's almost uh, come to a complete halt. And so I, I do think there's some things to be encouraged about as we move forward. And, and it's sort of settled in that Roe versus Wade is no longer the law of land. We still got to work these things out into different states. Uh, and it's something interesting about the young people, too, almost being in touch with that a little bit more because of their youth and, and being, I think, many times a little bit more compassionate or sensitive to babies. I don't know what it is. I just um, but I know I experienced that when I was there. And so I'm hoping to see a lot more of those, you know, uh, joyful demonstrations, if you will. Right. No, I think I think we will. And you're you're absolutely right. There are so many young people who come to this demonstration who are so pro-life and you you're seeing that across the spectrum and hearing from young people who are saying that they believe in standing up for the unborn. Um, I'll be excited to see more polling on that this year and, and hear more about Gen Z attitudes towards abortion, uh, because what I'm hearing is that they are leaning towards supporting life. And that is very encouraging to hear. Well, it is very encouraging. And, and, you know, those are just different things that we can look at to continue to build this momentum, if you will. The other thing I want to touch on, though, and we've been messaging a little bit on this, is reminding people we love the baby. We also love the mother as well. We've seen the other side sort of try to push that as a narrative that you don't care about the mother. And, you know, people, they're coming up with all these you know, examples or, you know, these rare circumstances, these scare tactics or whatever. And so you'll see us messaging a lot about that as an organization. Other people have done this before too, right? You'll see signs there probably that say love them both. But I think it is an opportunity and you'll see babies, obviously at the March too, strollers and all that kind of good stuff um, that comes along with the families. But um, but I do think it's an opportunity for us to remind people as we shift more in that direction, still some states that are working on the issues and they still have abortion at a core level to deal with, but other states like Texas and, and so on, where we're trying to also let the mothers know we love them as well. Stay right here in our state or wherever you need to be mm -hmm. supported. But um, but I think that's that can be something that can be very important to where we are as a movement. I think it's always been there, but I think now with maybe a little bit more focus and reminding people how much we care about the mothers and the family as the baby uh, is born. I mean, what do you think about that issue as you're reporting, you're getting feedback from people? Uh, do, you, do you think that's an opportunity for us to be able to show mothers that the supports, it's been there all along, but it's certainly there now? 
Well, you know, from my reporting, I know that the left wants to say that pro-lifers don't care about women after or the baby after the baby was born. That's what that's what they say. Right. We hear that all day long. But the fact of the matter is that the pro-life movement has for a long time been very adamant about helping both the mother and both the baby. That's why pregnancy centers exist literally to help the mother and to provide her resources and to provide her um, ability to care for her baby, whether it's a job, whether it's diapers, whether it's um, give, connecting her with people that can help support her living in a pregnancy home, a maternity home. Uh, so we know there are all these resources. I think it's a, a, a communication gap, though, unfortunately, where many people on the left don't understand this or they don't understand the purpose of pregnancy resource centers. You'll see uh, lawmakers like Elizabeth Warren saying that pregnancy centers should be shut down, that they're dangerous, that they exist to deter women, um, to trick women into not having abortions. And so lawmakers like her and others have literally tried to introduce legislation to get those pregnancy centers investigated and shut down. Um, so that's that's a huge wall of misinformation that pro-lifers are up against. And it's particularly insidious when you think about the work that these pregnancy centers actually do and the women that work there um, and, and the women and men that work there. They're just really good yeah. people. Um, no, they've also, right. and, and some estimates say there are over 3000 uh, nonprofit pregnancy centers, pregnancy help centers, pregnancy care centers, whatever they're calling themselves, whatever banner, but doing the same type of work. There are over 300 in the state of Texas. In Texas, and we hope other states will model this, we have a program used to be called the Alternatives to Abortion Program. Now it's called Thriving Families, and it allocates funding for nonprofit entities like these pregnancy centers to get funding to then help the mothers in a variety of different ways and their families. And, and last uh, this session last year, $130 million, maybe just a little bit more over a two-year cycle. That's a lot of money. Abby Johnson says $200 can be the difference in whether a woman decides to have an abortion. And so, um, as a matter of fact, we, uh, the website on the Heartbeat Law has now been modified to be a place for resource in Texas. So for people out there, Texas Heartbeat Law Dot com and you can find out how to connect with a pregnancy resource center in your community. So Mary That's Margaret, all. great day though, right? You're going to have some fun in the snow, I'm sure. A lot of good <laughs> reporting. Tell us real quick about this connection of the Daily Signal and Heritage and what it's like to work with my good friend, Kevin Roberts. <laughs> we love Kevin Roberts over here. He is um, an amazing leader. The Daily Signal is the news outlet of the Heritage Foundation. So we're reporting over here. We are heading to the march, and we're glad to have Heritage's support on that. And we're about to head out there, so we're going to try and stay warm and get some good coverage. All right, bundle up and look for uh, you know a, a cool-looking high school group from St. Dominic Savio here in Austin, Texas. And uh, <laughs> and keep up the great work and all you're doing. Tell Kevin we say it, uh, said hello, and um, we hope you have to hope to have you again on the show again. Mary Margaret Olihan has been our guest today on the Texas Values Report. Thanks, Mary Margaret. Thank you.